0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, August 5th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game, that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, you a few things to think on, and explain what the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, the model continues to roll with regards to the money line plays uh been just been talking about it. it's it been a, a nice little run and uh you know you never really know when that's going to end or when you're going to have an off day on that um there's variability in sports there's variability in gambling but uh, it's been just a, a fantastic run for those money line plays I think the model's seeing a lot of things really well uh with regards to team valuation that other people are just missing and uh it's always exciting when that happens that gives us a lot of edges to exploit and hopefully we can exploit several more of those again today but before we get to those games some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides share with a you know others in the game hit me up on twitter or drop a comment if you're on youtube i love those and try to respond to as many as i can and also, we've partnered with Horse Racing Today. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net if you wager on horses. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience of handicapping horse races. If there isn't an angle they don't know or bias, they can't identify. Today, their favorite play is over at Ellis Park Race 5. So check out their YouTube shows or website. Those links are in the description. Today, so we've got one afternoon game. Marlins at the Cubs. It'll be about 80 degrees for the entirety of this game. Winds will be blowing in at about 10 miles an hour. Um, So that's, of course, going to really affect things in Wrigley, especially knowing that the gust uh, can be even higher at that park. So some pitcher-friendly weather, especially with regards to the wind. Not a chilly day, of course. It's August. uh, But not a hot summer day in Wrigley whatsoever. So we're going to help these pitchers out a little bit. Looks like Edward Cabrera's going to get called up and get the start for the Marlins. That's what we're projecting right now. And his three outings, he's... Had good results with the 345 ERA. The advanced metrics say he hasn't pitched that well, but of course it's only been in about 15 innings. He projects right around league average versus Justin Steele, 386 ERA. Advanced metrics say uh, maybe even a little bit better than that. Steele's a guy that I I like and we've backed a lot. He gets an above average rating according to the model. So a slight edge with regards to the Cubs and the starting pitcher. An edge with regards to the offense. But the Cubs. Not that I think the Cubs offense is that good, but this Marlins offense is really bad as well. Um, and then relievers, Marlins a slight edge. But I mean, this is not very good baseball <laughs> here in this in the afternoon game. Uh, unfortunate that we get an afternoon game and it's not going to be uh, an exciting one. Model says Cubs minus one twenty six is the number, um, with a total of seven point nine. So we'll see what numbers come up, and I'll make an official play on this one once we have more information. Uh, and a light is out there So the night game 705 Eastern first pitch Nats at the Phillies uh got the A grade winner with the Phillies last night couldn't get the over on a game that went four and a half innings and did get to nine runs uh, but because they didn't play those last four innings I never had a chance to get to that over unfortunately probably one that you would assume would get there so it's always things when that happens sometimes that sort of stuff helps us out sometimes it hurts us it kind of goes both ways uh last night it, it didn't bode as well Uh um, personally if if you if you took the recommended play of the over and we're going to have some more rain issues tonight we've got uh, over 70 percent coverage here in the area throughout the evening so if you're a DFS player just regular fantasy however you're kind of playing this one just be careful there's some rain in the area again that could affect this game uh, might be an early postponement as well, so just something to keep an eye on. Hard to know this far out, just so that there might be some issues there. If it does happen, it should be warm. It should be in the um, upper 80s to start, low 80s to close. Winds will be blowing out in about the 5 to 10-mile-an-hour range. Again, if it happens, it'll be Josiah Gray versus Kyle Gibson. Uh, Josiah Gray, a solid pitcher right around league average. Um, 459 ERA advanced metrics, maybe not quite as friendly as that, but not, by too, not, not too bad. Kyle Gibson on the other side of league average, just a little bit better, a 460 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be more in the low four. So a little bit of an edge with regards to the starter here for the Phillies, not by much. Of course, they'll have a big edge in the pen and a big edge with the offense. So I'm, again, comfortable laying a large number with the Phillies. As long as this number starts with a one, I think it's a pretty solid investment. I'll take minus 184 on the Phillies with a B grade, as the model thinks it should be minus 212. Again, this Nats team isn't very good and until the numbers just start getting ridiculous I think for the most part we're going to be continuing to fade the Nats and again as we've been talking about the models really like this Phillies team and mostly profited off of them lately just with with books and, and betters not quite realizing this Phillies team is again a, a, a little bit better than people are giving them credit for and the prices are just a little bit short I think this number's short up minus 184 again I think it should probably start with a two so as long as you're getting a number that starts with a one I think it's a good investment in the Phillies even though i don't generally love laying these big prices i think this is one that it's fine too model says the total should be 8.7 books have it at nine i'll take a chance on the under here but i think it's priced fairly well and i'm not convinced this game even happens or if it does it goes a full night innings so the total market might not be one that even gets any uh any play tonight anyway 705 Eastern start time Pirates at the Orioles will be mid-80s to start in Baltimore upper 70s to close similar rain chances there as Philadelphia of course being just down the road uh very said, very, very just very similar story with regards to the amount of rain something to keep an eye on here um as another game that might not end up happening slight breeze blowing out should stay under five miles an hour Mitch Keller versus Dean Kremer. Mitch Keller uh 437 era underlying metrics a little bit friendlier than that Say era should be around round four dean krimmer kind of the flip story 386 era but the underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours both pitchers are fairly average the model thinks there's a slight edge in keller's favor but it's probably rounding error at this point orioles still have a better offense than the pirates they have much better relievers. That's, I think, where the difference in this game happens, that the Pirates relievers just can't be trusted, but the Orioles relievers can. I think it's going to make a big difference here in a game that it's not like you project either starter to be going seven or eight innings. Relievers going to have a big hand in this game, and that's massive edge Orioles. At home, I think minus 143 is a pretty decent number to, to take. It's a B-grade pick for me. They're not enough value to give it an A-grade. As the model says, it should be Orioles minus 150, if you could get something like minus 135, maybe even in the upper minus 130s, I'd be comfortable giving that an A grade. But in these mid minus 140s, it's just not quite enough value to get that excited and give it that A letter grade, in my opinion. So I like the Orioles. Just don't love the price. Again, I like the investment. Don't love it B grade for me there on Baltimore. And the total the model says 8.9. I'll take over eight and a half at minus 115. I think it's priced fairly well. I can't give it anything better than a C grade though the Pirates are a team that you never trust to score runs and you always trust to give up runs and so that makes for a confusing setup with regards to their totals again model thinks that it's more of a situation to go over but then with the rain if this game gets delayed and played later in the night it's just going to get wonky and again a game that might not even go nine innings so it's a total market that I just think is just got too many things happening to really Um, i think it's a good investment especially at this time of the day unless you listen to this you know right before first pitch and then you have a better much better idea of what the weather's going to do than i do as of the time of this recording Seven ten start time braves at the mets it'll be mid 80s in new york around first pitch closing around low 80s chance of rain in this one as well not quite as bad as in philadelphia or baltimore as we're looking at more 50 to 60 percent coverage but still rain could play a big part in this game with regards to a late start and/or delays, and/or not going night innings, and/or maybe a postponement. So, um, a lot of things on the table here with regards to the weather in this one. The wind is projected to be blowing out, but not very strong. And so, not much of a wind effect there. Slightly warmer night in a pitcher-friendly ballpark probably washes out, and we probably end up with fairly neutral weather with regards to hitter or pitcher friendliness. Ian Anderson versus Taiwan Walker. Anderson, a 499 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics do say that it should be more in the low four, so not as bad as that ERA would indicate, as Anderson is a little bit above average according to the model. Tywin Walker, 279 ERA, not that good. He's had some really, uh, you know, some good friendly bounces, a lot of runners left on base, that sort of thing. Also pitching in a slightly pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, But the underlying metrics say it should be more in the mid three. Still good and better than Anderson. He gets a 92 rating but not as shiny as that ERA might indicate, at least. So again, a small starting pitcher edge for the Mets. Again, maybe considered rounding error, though, in that it's not that I think Walker is light years ahead of Anderson. I do think he's a little bit better, but not by a ton. Mets have an edge on offense over this Braves team, though, according to the model. The Braves have an edge in the bullpen, but that's the smallest Um you know, kind of edge to have maybe that kind of cancels out a little bit here with regards to the edge that you might give walker over anderson but that still leaves the game in new york and still gives the mets an edge on offense So i think the mets are the sides you want to be on here at these short prices minus 129 i think is a decent price to lay it's similar to last night um this one i'm giving a b grade though was the model says minus 135 i think as long as you're in the 129 minus 130 maybe the really low minus 130s i think it's okay for a b grade but those mid 130 and upper 130 prices would drop to a c grade as again you're paying a little bit more of a premium which is just a little bit less exciting with regards to how much you want to invest anything here around this 130 number i think is a solid investment on the mets i think they're a good team it's not that i don't think the braves are good i just think this price um point is a decent one to enter in on the mets again pitching wise I think it's mostly a wash Mets have a little bit better of an offense at home I'm comfortable laying the short number be great pick on the Mets for me here with regards to the total model so 7.7 I'll take the under eight and a half but again as you talked about there's just a lot happening with regards to this weather if there is delays in this one it finishes that probably helps the under as it'll be a cooler night as it goes along and so that would make the projected um total even lower so I, I like that under but it, it, there's just so much happening here, um, with regards to the rain chances, with regards to the fact that this game might not go nine, and both of these offenses can put up runs in a hurry. We saw a lot of runs last night, so it's just not a total that I really feel that confident in. So the model likes this under a little bit more than I do. I'm only giving it a C grade. If you trusted the model on the totals fully, probably would be more of a B pick. 17 Eastern start time. Rays at the Tigers. Mid-80s to start, around 80 degrees to close. A small chance of rain, some lingering showers, but not nearly as bad as what we're seeing over on the East Coast. Winds will be blowing in at around 5 miles an hour for this one. Corey Kluber versus Brian Garcia. For the Tigers with Garcia, they're treating this mostly as a bullpen game. Not expecting a lot from Garcia. Not expecting a lot of length. Um, If he does, then that's obviously just a bonus. But otherwise, for the most part, counting a lot on this Tigers bullpen which is better than average, and so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Of course, the biggest issue with the Tigers is their bats are terrible. Tapa's offense, league average, relievers a little bit better than average. Those relievers have kind of bounced all around this league average number all season in my ratings. Corey Kluber, an above-average pitcher, a 4.03 ERA. The underlying metrics say it should be closer to 3.5. I love this under. It's my favorite under of the night. Under 8.5 gets an A grade. Model says 7.9. I don't really trust the Tigers ever to score, and this Rays team – like I said in general more of an under team I think than an over team their 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 bats are decent but just I don't think good enough here to get us to this number by themselves and I'm not sure how many runs the Tigers can score but I don't think it's very many I think getting to nine seems unlikely I think seven or eight's the most likely outcomes for here I think this total should be eight why we're getting a free extra half run I don't understand I don't think that what the Tigers are going to throw out there pitching wise just is going to lead to disaster um with regards to that quality so I think under makes a lot of sense here like I said I think it should be eight I love under eight and a half and I'll take a chance of the Tigers at plus 175 with a B grade pick the model says it should be raised minus 141. this is absolutely a Tigers or pass situation laying prices like minus 200 or even in the minus 180s minus 190s on Tampa is just way too extreme in my opinion Kluber's not a bad pitcher. And this Rays team is absolutely better than Detroit. But to go on the road and lay this price, if if you're laying a price like minus 200, you have to win two out of three plays. That would imply that if this was the only game you're playing all season for 162 games, that the Rays would have to be a 100-win team on the road here at Detroit. And, again, I don't think Detroit's that good. I don't think the Rays are are good enough to to do that, right? Like, on the road, winning 100 games – You'd have to be a pretty good team and the Rays, i just don't think are in that caliber you know if you know i think there's i still think they're a notch below i think they're a notch below even that second tier of teams right you got that second tier of teams you know the the braves the mets the cardinals uh i'm just i'm not even sure they're in that tier i think they're kind of in that third tier of team and to imply that they win this game two-thirds of the time just seems really steep to me so like i said i think it's tigers or pass I think there's some pretty good value here on the Tigers plus 175. It's not that I absolutely think they win. I just think it's a good enough price that it's worthy of an investment. So it'd be great play for me on the Tigers. And like I said, I just love this under. I think it's a low scoring game. Tigers maybe pull it out for us. And if so, the payout is really exciting. Same start time here, 710 Eastern. Last one in this time slot for us. Astros at the Guardians, low 80s to start, upper 70s to close. Still some chances of rain here in Cleveland. Again, not as bad as the East Coast. Maybe a little bit more concerning than what we saw in Detroit. We're in 30 to 40% coverage, so we'll know more as this one gets closer. More of, along the lines of, I think this game gets played, but more chance of a delay than anything else where some of those East Coast games just may not happen at all. Winds will be blowing out around 5 miles an hour, so not too much help there with regards to the hitters. From Valdez versus Hunter Gaddis. Frumber, of course having a fantastic season 280 era underlying metrics say it should be in the low three so not really a lot of deception there is he's been really good uh you can look at that era and that's about that's how good he's been there's really no um you know no smoke and mirrors should that one of the top pitchers in the game at this point uh, fairly consistently i think you could say this season most people would have him in the top uh you know top 10 to top 15 of pitchers in baseball here for the Ashes of course their relievers are pretty solid their offense is really good Ashes are a fantastic team uh, going on the road to face a guardian team, though I think is pretty solid an above average offense overall above average relievers obviously a big question mark with Gaddis not you know no idea exactly what you're going to get from him again the model's treating this as a bullpen type game just because it's you know we don't really expect Gaddis to go seven innings tonight so we're expecting a lot of bullpen work but a lot of variability on this which is kind of exactly what you want if you're backing the Guardians you want a lot of variability because if he gets shellac it's okay but if he has a great start maybe they have a puncher's chance on that on the plus odds in the money line it's not the side I can take though I'm going to be on the Astros at minus 191. it's only a C grade pick though because I just don't think there's any value in it model says Astros minus 182. it's just too high of a price to get uh, that to get behind that much on the road again just with a lot of variability on the other side and if the Astros come and run away with this game you're still just investing a lot of money for a little bit of not you know, not a huge return and if gaddis goes out there and throws you know five shut of innings all of a sudden the, these odds are going to look pretty scary so i don't really think there's any value to invest on either side um like i said i'll take the astros just because fromber's a guy that for the most part has been pretty trustworthy but it's just not a price i'm that excited about it can model says there's no real edge so i'll take a flyer on the astros but just not um a great investable opportunity in my opinion but I do like this under at an eight and a half minus 105 on the juice. There's also nice B grade great pick for him. model says 8.3. Uh, Fromber should be able to keep the guardians bats in check. And again, we talked about don't know what we're going to get with Gaddis, but the good news is if he pitches, well, this under is going to look great. And if he doesn't, you're turning it over to a guardians bullpen that is pretty good. And so assuming he would have a quick hook out there, then it's a situation where, at least the Guardians have a lot of good arms. A couple of them will probably give up runs, um, but it's not a situation where you expect um, any pitcher just to get hung out there to dry and end up giving up six runs by themselves. That's what really could kill this under. So I think enough decent arms for the Guardians. I think it kind of plays out similar to last night. The Astros are the better team. They probably should win. They score a handful of runs. The Guardians probably don't score that many, and I think we can stay under this 8.5. So be grade play for me on this total is my favorite investment for that game. To the eight o'clock Eastern games, White Sox at the Rangers, Dylan Cease versus Glenn Otto. And this one, of course, Dylan Cease, fantastic pitcher, 201 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics say it should be more in the upper twos, which is still really good. He <laughs> may not be as good as that 201 ERA, but saying he should be in the upper twos again, still a phenomenal season for him and still a great pitcher for the White Sox here in Dylan Cease. Definitely a guy you want to back and a guy you trust when you do. Versus Glenn Otto, which is kind of the opposite story, a 550 ERA on the season. The advanced metrics say maybe he's not that bad, but it's not that pretty, as as the advanced metrics say his ERA should be in the low fives. Pretty big starting pitching mismatch here in favor of the White Sox. But when you consider the fact that, uh, again, the White Sox are a much better team against lefties, Otto is a righty. Offensively, I think these two teams are about even. Now, the White Sox do have an edge. In the bullpen, but half the game is offense here. And so when you consider half the game being offense, it's a wash. The game is in Arlington. The edge that the White Sox have, they'll absolutely have an edge on the mound, but that's the only edge they'll have. And they'll have an edge all light innings. But again, they only have an edge in half the game on the road. These prices are just too high for me on the White Sox. It's Rangers or Pass, in my opinion. It's not that I don't think Cease is good. I do. The model does as well. If your thought process is Cease is good and I'm going to back the White Sox, I hate to break it to you but that's not really where you have an edge because everyone else knows that as well and the sports books know that as well too so you're just playing along with what everyone else says but they've already priced that in we want to try to find situations where we think something different from the book and that's where we're going to get our edges and again the books are treating Cease as if he's a top five top ten type pitcher and and he absolutely might be the model thinks he's a little bit below that but either way there's no way that that you think Cease is better than what the books are pricing him at, because they're pricing him really high already. So I just don't think I can back the White Sox at a price like minus 180, minus 190. Again, knowing that half the game is offense, and that's kind of a wash in the games in Arlington, I just think it's way too steep. I'll take a fly on the Rangers here at plus 165. It's not that I love it. I don't love fading Dylan Cease. I just think that it's probably worth an investment here at these plus odds as the model says it should be White Sox minus 149. Weird things happen in baseball. We saw a lot of upsets yesterday. We saw, I mean, we've seen a lot of upsets here already this month. Um it, it's not that I'm saying the Rangers do win this game. I think they win it about 40% of the time. But again, at plus 165, if they win 40% of the time, that's a pretty decent investment for us. However, only a C-grade pick, just because I don't want to be too heavily invested going against a guy of Dylan Cease's caliber with regards to the total I think it's priced fairly well the model says 8.2 I'll take a chance on this over eight I like the minus 103 but only a C grade pick for the same reason I can only be so confident on the Rangers that Dylan C's can go out there and throw seven eight shutout innings And at that point the over is probably dead so I'm not going to be overly invested in the over or the Rangers even though I do think those are the right sides it's just one where we don't have to invest full Uh, you know, normal wagers on both of those. Even if they are the right sides, we can scale back and or pass on them just because they're not comfortable wagers, in my opinion. Eighteen Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Brewers, Robert Duggar versus Eric Lauer. Uh, Duggar gets a 116 rating, projects fairly poorly here for the Reds. Pretty big edge in the starting pitching department here for the Brewers. Lauer is probably pretty league average, a 375 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. And, of course, as bad as the Brewers' bullpen had looked this last series against the Pirates where we kept saying there was some value on the Pirates at those plus odds, um, kept getting winners miraculously there. And as bad as that, that Brewers' bullpen looked, the Brewers' bullpen still is light years better than the Reds' bullpen. And as up and down as that Brewers' offense can be, still better than the Reds' offense, in my opinion. So I'm flipping back here now. I'm on the Brewers here at minus 220, and it's a B-grade pick. I thought laying these giant prizes with the Brewers' on the road didn't make a lot of sense earlier this week, and that was proven right over and over again, kind of to the surprise of all of us probably for the Pirates to win as many games as they did. But now that they're coming back home, I think this price is pretty fair. This is a little bit of an overreaction. Um, Baseball's random, weird things happen all the time. You know, the Nats win two out of three in L.A. The A's you know, sweep the Astros, and all of a sudden, we're not going to now say the Astros are terrible. We're not going to say the A's are going to make the playoffs. We're not saying the Dodgers are still not the best team in the NL, right? All, you know, just because two or three games don't go your way shouldn't really change your opinion that much. It should be just a one small data point. And this Spurs team really struggled in Pittsburgh, but those prices were just kind of crazy for them being on the road. I mean, home field matters still, maybe less about The crowd and the fans and more about just the travel uh being in a different field that you're not as comfortable with maybe a little bit of umpire bias i mean there's just a lot of little things that kind of add up and those prices for the brewers in the road didn't make a lot of sense but at home i think 220 is an okay price to lay so the model says it should be brewers minus 235 so B grade pick for me on the Brewers. And I'll take this over 9 +102. Around even money is a B grade for me on this over. The model says 9.1. I think 9 is fairly likely, so as long as you're at even money, I think it's a pretty solid investment. If you were having to lay -105 minus -110, minus this over would drop to a C grade. But I think over's got a decent chance to hit. If this Brewers bullpen continues to give up some runs, we feel confident the Reds bullpen will give up some runs. There should be a lot of runs late in this one. I like this over nine here b-grade pick for me there and b-grade pick on the brewers even though the odds are pretty high i'm comfortable with a b-grade pick there as long as you're at about 230 or better in my in my grade book eight tennis to short time red sox at the royals a hot one in kansas city 90 degrees to start mid 80s to close winds may blowing mostly across no wind effect just massively warm weather to make the ball carry We got the B grade over last night in this one. This is my favorite over of the day, an A grade over. 8.5 minus 125. This total should be 9, maybe 9.5. And And so we are having to pay the juice here. But I think 9 and 10 are the two most likely outcomes so I love this over eight and a half, even with the juice. I'd still go A grade over nine as long as the juice was more in the minus 105 to even money range. See, so I think nine's a reasonable outcome, and if you push, that's not the end of the world. But I think ten is more much more likely than eight is. Ball's gonna fly in this hot weather. Both of these offenses seem to put up some runs. Both of these sets of relievers seem to give up some runs. Um, you've got two pitchers, in Winkowski and Grinke, that both rate below average in the database. And there's going to be a lot of runs tonight, hot night in Kansas City, hitter friendly ballpark. This total doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. My favorite over of the day here, over 8.5, a, a grade in Kansas City. With regards to the side, I think it's priced fairly perfectly. I don't really think there's a great investment opportunity as of now. Model says Red Sox minus 106. I'll take the Red Sox minus 110. Just a lean, not one that I'm excited about whatsoever. The Royals will have an edge on the starting pitcher department with Zach Greinke over Joshua Kowski. Not by much. Greinke's ERA at 441 is probably pretty accurate to where he is. The underlying metrics say it should be around 4.5. Winkowski, though, not any better. Five ERA and the underlying metrics say it should be in the upper four. So two below average starting pitchers. Slight edge to the Royals here, but that's, of course, the only place they'll have an edge other than the game being in Kansas City. And so I think the, Royals bull, I mean the Red Sox bullpen edge and bats edge make them slightly more likely to win but not by enough that laying a price like minus 110 is exciting not a great investable opportunity in my opinion with regards to siding. and i think the books have found a pretty solid number except for the fact that the total like i said i think is underpriced by about a half a run to a full run as i expect a lot of runs there tonight in kaufman stadium Eight ten eastern first pitch blue jays at the twins another warm one here in minnesota around 90 degrees to start low 80s to close Winds will be blowing in slash across 10 to 15 miles an hour. So some strong winds here, maybe helping the pitchers, maybe just pushing the ball across. At this point, I'm giving it a little bit of a boost to the pitchers with regards to the wind. That'll at least help cancel out a little bit of the advantage that the hitters are going to have with a warmer night. So for that offsets a little bit there for the pitchers. Two pitchers that I that I'm starting to like here a little bit. Jose Barrios is a guy we've talked about all year, a guy we've liked to fade, but he's starting to pitch a little bit better here this last month. Starting to trend more towards the good versus average all season. I've been talking about the fact that this guy's just an average pitcher. That's where he was in the database. He was hovering around the 98, 99, 100 rating. Now his rating's all the way down to 93. Again, starting to trend in that good direction, and the underlying metrics a lot friendlier to his ERA than the results have shown, saying that he should be more in the low fours. So Barrios is a guy that I'm kind of high on, or I'm I'm optimistic on going forward, absolutely what the Blue Jays need. Uh, They need him to step up and be that really good third-starting pitcher behind Gaussman and Manoa. And then Tyler Malley for the Twins, a guy who's pitched fantastic this season outside of Cincinnati, a 440 overall ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the mid to upper threes. Got a slight starting pitching edge here to the Twins, but I think it's probably pretty close to rounding errors. Again, I'm optimistic on both of these pitchers. Bullpens are both above average right now with the additions that the Twins have made. They've got the Twins relievers as better going forward offensively, both good offenses, but both offenses that are going to do a little bit worse against righties than lefties. I like this under nine to be grade pick for me. Yesterday's game was trending towards the under until a couple of errors really just spiraled things out of control. It will be a hotter night, but if the wind's going to help us out. And again, two starting pitchers and two relievers that I, two sets of relievers that I really trust. I think nine's too high here. Model says 8.6, and I tend to agree that eight and a half is the right number for this one. So B grade pick for me this under nine at minus 120. But I'm going to go back to the well here with the Twins. Didn't work out for us last night. But an A grade pick on the Twins here at plus 105 today. Yesterday's game played out exactly like I was talking about. Low scoring game. Anything can happen. And I gave the Twins an edge with regards to their relievers there at the end. As it turned out, they made a couple errors. And like I said, things just kind of spiraled out of control for them. But if we get that same sort of low scoring game, I love the plus odds. It's not that I think the Twins are extremely likely to win this game. The model thinks they win this game 55% of the time. So there's really two points to make here. Number one is if you're a 55% winner at plus 105 odds, that's a fantastic investment every day of the week. But then second, even if it is this coin tossy type game, plus 105 makes a lot of sense. In general, I think the Blue Jays are probably a slightly better team than the Twins, but the game being in Minnesota matters. The fact that the Blue Jays crush lefties and they aren't seeing a lefty here matters. The fact that the Twins relievers are revamped and at this point I think a little bit better than the Blue Jays matters again not that the Blue Jays are a bad team but they've been a team that in general if you've been backing them you've been losing money and if you've been fading been making money I think the price is just a little bit inflated on them they're a sexy team they're a fun team to watch but I just don't think they're quite as good as the price indicates it's an accurate play for me on the Twins I think they should be the slight favorites in this game like I said mainly because the game is in Minnesota. If this game was in Toronto, I'd have a different story and say the Blue Jays should be slight favorites. This game in Minnesota, I think, tilts it slightly towards the Twins. Plus 105 is tremendous value, so it's an A-grade play for me on Minnesota. Last game in this time slot here, fifteen Eastern. First pitch, Yankees at the Cardinals. Fairly warm in St. Louis, mid-80s to start, around 80 degrees to close. Winds will be blowing mostly across. Maybe slightly in to start, so maybe a little bit of help offsetting A slightly warmer night in St. Louis. Nestor Cortez versus Dakota Hudson. Cortez, two fifty three ERA. Underline metrics say it should be about a full run higher than that. So still good, just maybe not great. Dakota Hudson, below average according to the model, four eleven ERA. But the underlying metrics say it should be more in the upper four. So pretty big edge here for the starting pitcher department for the Yankees. Cardinals offense, good. Yankees offense, great. So still an edge there. For the Yankees as well. And relievers, Yankees have an edge there as well. So, Yankees have an edge in all three facets of this game. However, in St. Louis, I think the prices are just a little bit too high on the Yankees. A lot of times, the prices are too high on the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros. We've been talking about that with those three teams. If the model says there's an edge, you really want to jump on it because, in general, those prices are inflated. So, if they aren't, it's a huge time to jump all over it. I think this price is just inflated. It's Cardinals or Pass. For me at this point, Model says it should be Yankees minus 127. I'll take a C-grade pick on the Cardinals at plus 134. I think there's some decent decent value here. It's an investable opportunity. Your real hope here is that Dakota Hudson can keep them in this game. He's not a very good pitcher, and this Yankees offense is really good. And, of course, you will be facing a really good pitcher Nestor Cortez. But if Dakota Hudson can keep them in this, I think plus 134 with the home team is a pretty solid investment. That's just the big question mark to me. I'm not convinced he can, which is why it's only a C grade pick and not a B grade pick, because I just don't feel overly confident that that's possible. The Yankees have been such a good team this year. It's hard to go against them too strongly unless the price is just way out of hand like it was against the Mariners a couple of those games earlier this week. This price is a little bit too friendly for the Yankees, but not so much that I'm saying you have to be on the other side. It's kind of a like I said, I just don't think the Yankees are a great investment, um, but the Cardinals' price is somewhere between, eh, and okay, that's a solid value play. And so, again, how you how you kind of feel about Dakota Hudson, I think, uh, shifts that between just straight pass or eh, maybe the Cardinals are worth a flyer tonight. I'll take them at plus 134 with a C-grade pick. But I like this under 8.5. It's a B-grade pick for me. Model says 7.9. It's only not an A-grade because this Cardinals offense is pretty solid and this Yankees offense can put up runs in a hurry. So I just can't give it an A-grade knowing that either one of these offenses can put up a crooked number in a heartbeat. And so I just don't want to be over-invested in that situation. But it sets up to be an under. Cortez is good. Both these relievers are good. And again, it's not the hottest of nights in St. Louis in what's a fairly – Uh, pitcher-friendly ballpark when it's not 100 degrees, which it is a handful of times in St. Louis. But when it's not those 100-degree temperatures, again, fairly pitcher-friendly there in St. Louis. So I think this total should be 8, not 8.5. So some good value here. I like this under B grade pick. Like I said, just can't get to an A grade knowing how good these offenses are. It's just too much variability to invest that third unit in. So the late games, 940 Eastern, first pitch, Rockies at the Diamondbacks, Ramon Marquez versus Madison Bumgarner. Rockies team we're constantly talking about that hits lefties much better than they hit righties. They'll get a lefty tonight in Bumgarner, and I think that sets them up for success. It's a B-grade pick for me on the Rockies, a plus 115, as I think they're being a little bit disrespected here. Got the winner yesterday in San Diego with those massive plus odds. A Padres team that projects really well, um, but it was just really overpriced yesterday. It gets a Rockies team that's Somewhere between Matt and Bad, and they're not just quite as terrible as maybe the price indicated against the Padres. And same thing here. I don't think the Diamondbacks team is very good. I think they're getting a little bit too much respect at home. 115 is a solid price on the Rockies. The model says this should be 111. So it's one where I think the Dimebacks have a slight edge, but not by that much. Plus 115 is pretty solid odds in what amounts to what I think is a coin toss game. Again, mainly because the Rockies' bats. Start to have a little bit of a pulse when they face a left-handed pitching. They at least approach the quality of the bats that the Diamondbacks have. Neither set of relievers is worth anything, in my opinion. But I'd much rather have Marquez pitching than Bumgarner. So I think the fact that the Rockies' bats being against the lefty for however you know the first five innings of this game kind of can make the bats have washed. The relievers are all washed. The game's in Arizona, but I'd much rather have Marquez. Give me the give me the Rockies here at these plus odds. Anything in the plus 110 or better uh, number, I think it's a pretty solid investment. Uh, Marquez, a 530 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be a full run better than that. Part of that is the fact that he plays in course, ERA is going to be inflated. Bumgarner, a 383 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be a full run higher than that. So if you ignore ERA and just consider the uh, advanced metrics, we often talk about the FIP, XFIP, XERA, Sierra, all those fun things like that. Most all of them will indicate that Marquez is a better pitcher than Bumgarner based off how they pitched this season. And based off of the last couple of years, you would have the same conclusion. I've talked about Bumgarner, a guy that maybe the last couple of years aren't as relevant. But nevertheless, even this year, I would still say Marquez is the better pitcher. Pretty decent edge. In the starting pitcher department here for me for the Rockies. So I like the Rockies here at these plus 115 odds. Be great pick for me there. And a total that i think is priced fairly well model says 8.6 so i'll take a chance on the over i like the minus 101 odds here but only a c grade play these two teams are just so terrible at times it's hard to figure out what they're gonna do the relievers are just so bad and every once in a while they just kind of find it and they can each kind of mix and match but the, any one of these sets of relievers can give up runs at a heartbeat so it's just not a great total market to invest in unless the price is really off just because I don't know what I'm getting from either set of these relievers. Um, Otherwise, though, I think over probably makes a little bit more sense than anything else, if nothing else, based off of the odds. Given I think they have a fairly decent number here, I'll take close to even money and say that's a better investment than anything else. But I like the Rockies more than I like messing with totals in this one tonight. 10-10 10:10 Eastern, first pitch, Padres at the Dodgers, mid-70s to start in L.A., upper 60s to close, winds blowing out around 10 miles an hour to start, five to close, kind of that standard night that we often see in Los Angeles. Sean Mania versus Tony Gonsolin. This may come as a little bit of a shock to you, but I think these two pitchers are probably much more similar than you'd think. Mania does have a 425 ERA to Gonsolin's 241. But if you compare their underlying metrics, Minaya's – ERA is fairly representative of who he is, maybe slightly better than average. It could give you some length, but just so up and down is not by much. But Gonsolin, underlying metrics ERA should be in the mid to upper threes. Not a guy who you'd feel that confident about going forward. Uh, And a guy we've talked about for the last month or so, a guy who's just a lot of smoke and mirrors with regards to that shiny ERA. The ERA is starting to rise, and I expect it to continue to do that for the rest of the season. Maybe not all the way to the mid-upper threes because he's already banked a lot of really good innings. But a guy who I expect that area to continue to trend up on and a guy who I think isn't really any better than Manaya. I think these two starting pitchers are an absolute wash. And offensively, I have the Dodgers offense now as slightly better than the Padres, very slightly. But when you consider the lefty-righty splits, we talked about this again with Chris Taylor still being out for the Dodgers, this... Dodgers' offense is extremely left-handed heavy. Thus, they project worse against a lefty in Mania. This Padres team projects a little bit better against righty. talked about that yesterday. That might hurt them going against Freeland, going against the lefty. Now today going against the righty. I project this Padres' offense today to be better than the Dodgers in the fact that they're going against the righty the Dodgers going against the lefty. So I give the Padres an edge on offense tonight, slight one. Starting pitchers I think are a wash bullpen wise Padres bullpen improved Dodgers bullpen still better so Dodgers have an edge in the reliefers, and they're at home but I can't justify these prices in the minus 150s and minus 160s models say it should be Dodgers models says be Dodgers minus 124 Padres at plus 139 is a fantastic value opportunity in my opinion it's an A grade play for me I think this is a coin tossy type game I give the Dodgers a little bit better of chances than 50-50 models says 55% and at 45%, if the Padres win this that many times at plus 139, it's a fantastic investment opportunity for us. It's an A-grade play for me and the Padres. I think anything can happen tonight. I think he got a lot of variability in both starting pitchers. is a guy who can go out there and get lit up, or he can look fantastic. And Gonsolin's kind of the same way. He's had some good results this year. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Padres put up a crooked number off him early and get out to a nice lead. Anything can happen here with regards to the starting pitchers. Again, can both good but not great both offenses are really good plus 139 is just way too good to pass up a great play for me on the Padres here in LA with regards to the total I think it's priced really well it's one I wouldn't mess with whatsoever model says 8.6 so eight and a half with a little bit of juice on the over spot on in my opinion I'll take a chance with the over here knowing that either pitcher can get hit around pretty heavily but it's not a total that I really love playing I'd enjoy going over eight but over eight and a half is a pass really in my opinion so officially i'll take a chance on the over but it's not one i like messing with a lot at all and then to close this out angels the mariners um kids hide your eyes from this one this is this is sad times here we're gonna go with a B play on the angels at plus 175. our long run of the mariners being undervalued might be coming to an end we might need to play you know some sad funeral music here in the background um it was a great run the mariners made us so much money uh i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not surprised i've been so i've been saying this was coming uh, given how many games before the break the mariners won in the row i really thought the prices were going to start getting crazy on them and it was just a matter of time before this happened uh you know it's maybe here maybe what we should say is let's not be sad it's over let's be happy we had it right I mean I there's like there's, there's some cliches here for this it lasted long much longer than it should have uh the prices of the Mariners should have started getting much crazier weeks before now it was a great run uh, and I think those last two games against the Yankees where they pulled out that slugfest on Tuesday night and then they crushed the Yankees and Garrett Cole on Wednesday um at plus odds uh, you know we had a grade plays on both of those at pretty good plus odds and, and I think that might have been the last straw for odds makers to be like all right fine you know we're gonna finally adjust here on the Mariners it's not surprising that that did it what's surprising is just didn't happen earlier Mariners are still a really good team this hasn't changed my thoughts on them whatsoever um my thought on this game tonight, though, if you just ignore everything, you just start breaking it down piece by piece, right? Patrick Sandoval versus Robbie Ray. These two pitchers are probably a wash. The model gives one in 90 and one in an 89. If we look at their numbers, Sandoval has a little bit better of an ERA, and he has better underlying metrics than Robbie Ray. He's beating Ray in ERA by half a run. He's beating him in the underlying metrics by about the same amount. Now, Ray's a guy who's a little bit more consistent, has more of a track record of being good. Um, and a guy who's probably going to give you an extra inning on average in Sandoval. So that kind of then offsets the fact that Sandoval's been a better pitcher and the underlying metrics are better. So I think that all kind of comes out to be a wash, and you just say it's a wash here starting pitchers. Now, offensively, the Mariners have an edge, but they are projected to be below average against lefties, and I think that might be a key here in this game, um that they had the model gives them a 104 grade overall on offense but against lefties and sandoval's a lefty they drop to a 94 rating it's a pretty big drop there is this Mariners offense is just extremely uh left-handed heavy especially now without Rodriguez makes that even more extreme so the edge that the Mariners have on offense I think is diminished going up against the lefty. So it's a small edge on offense. And of course they have an edge in the relievers and that's been one of their strengths all season. They've had pretty, you know, such good relievers and the angels don't. But this price is just absurd. Laying a price like minus 190 or minus 200 on the Mariners. They're a good team, absolutely. But without any edge in the starting pitcher department with only a small edge on offense, it's basically just saying they're at home and they have better relievers. And that's good and enough to make them favored. But not by this much. The model says Mariners minus one fifty three. So I'll take the Angels at plus one seventy five with the B grade pick. I hate doing it. It's just there's too much value on the Angels to pass up. The Angels hit seven home runs yesterday and lost. And you know what? If they if they hit seven home runs and lose, it's a ticket you just got to put on your on your refrigerator, right? I mean. <laughs> What else are you going to say about that, right? And so I just think the Angels are the right side here at these prices. It pains me to say it going against a team of the Mariners has been so good to us. But I'm on the Angels here at plus 175 with a B grade pick. And with regards to total, model says 6.9. I think seven is a uh, pretty solid number. So we'll take a C grade on the under. Um, I think under makes more sense than over. Again, the Mariners below average against lefties, and I think both sets of pitchers are pretty solid. Pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, I think under makes more sense than over. I think it's investable. I think it's an investable under. It's just not one that I would invest heavily in just because seven's such a low number. Um, but it's not a total that I would make six and a half. If I would make it six and a half, those are the under sevens I get really excited about, but I think seven's a pretty solid number. I would have just juiced the under heavier, so minus 110, I think it's a solid investment opportunity as I would have it more at minus 120, maybe even minus 125 uh, if, if, if you ask me to hang the number personally. And that wraps up today's games. I'll recap the A plays. Got four of them right now, again, with an extra pick pending on the Marlins and Cubs later. My plays for the moment, I've got one under and one over. The under is Raisin Tigers, under 8.5, and and the over is Red Sox and Royals, over 8.5 with some juice. And then my two A-grade money line plays, both underdogs, twins at home at plus 105 and Padres on the road at L.A. at plus 139. Just need one of the two A-grade money line plays to win, and they're profitable on the two. So maybe, you know, obviously it's great if we can get both, but just one of the two at plus odds makes for a profitable a grade money line set there and that's all i have for you today thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pics with the professor a reminder to check out the google sheet for model picks projections and results you can find that link and more at the website www.picturetheprofessor.com if you haven't done so yet please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed i will see you tomorrow and until then remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money